Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, micro-batch bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit OldRaleighDistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. Raleigh's growing. It and is. Raleigh's, you know, and I think for now, there are a lot of Raleighites that really want it to stay the cool city it is. You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm host Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball from living our lives and having conversations in our city. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. So this podcast is where we give you inside access to the behind the scenes scoop, things that were too hot to print or too much to fit in the magazine. Basically what's left on the editing room floor. So let's dive into the newest issue. With me today is Editor-in-Chief Melissa Housem, and we're talking about one of Raleigh's hottest topics, development. All the things that are coming out of the ground all over the city. Right. Raleigh is just exploding, right? And we always, well, you used to say that all the cranes in the sky were once in North Hills. And hence why you started Raleigh Magazine, they really started going outside of that, and they were all over the city. And now I'd like to say Raleigh's the crane capital. They're everywhere. We've got towers cropping up all over town, bringing with them big names and a lot of development. And a lot of that development's focused on Glenwood South. It is. And in the issue that will uh, come out in early April, we have the exclusive reveal. Once again, it's about a new development that is launching at P Street and Glenwood. This is exciting. It's going to expand Glenwood South jumping to the other side of Peace Street with a pretty exciting project. Yeah, and so before we get into the project, I think it's really interesting how you even found out about this, talking about how we get our stories and where they come from. Well, the the backside of the inside scoop on this is we were working on this issue, and we were looking for a story, and Melissa kept saying, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to do? And I said, I'm going to this event. Sit tight. Somebody (laughs) will have something. Somebody's going to whisper about a cool story or a cool something coming out of the ground. We were going, I was going to the Wake Tech Ignite luncheon, and if you ever get an invite to that event, go. Yeah, she comes back with like, oh, I've got, she's calling me when she leaves. I've got about six stories. Okay, listen. (laughs) Well, it is, and you get a lot of stories about what, how uh, Wake Tech is impacting our county and our city, but you also just have 500 of the movers and shakers, influential people uh, in one room talking about what's going on in the city, which is pretty cool. So I hadn't been there but about 30 seconds when Mm -hmm. G. Patel walked over. And G's with City Platt, but he's also the guy behind um, Killjoy and The Haymaker. uh, Haymaker Mm -hmm. and Famous Vermeera. Yes. Uh, First sushi restaurant that was really, I want to say in Raleigh, but it was at North Hills Mura, which is gone now. But he's done incredible things for the city. And so he leans over and he goes, I've got a story for you. And I was like, okay. And he goes, 
we're doing a project at the corner of Peace Street and Glenwood. And I said, okay, I want pictures. I want to know more. He Mm -hmm. goes, sit tight. I'll tell you more in a week. And so I said, only if it's exclusive. Yeah, and so he sure did. I hopped on a call with him last week, and we did get the exclusive. So everybody probably remembers the inspection station at the corner of Glenwood and Peace, which is now defunct and was where everybody that I know got their car inspected. Um, So RIP. But this is way cooler. It's going to be now a dynamic social hub which is a partnership between City Platte, Medallia Capital, and then Local Icon Hospitality Group and Redline Design Group. It's called The Yard. And, and, and it's similar to Box Yard. If you've been out to Box Yard RTP where Lawrence Barbecue is, it's shipping containers, right, Melissa? Yes. So this is really um, the original building is going to stay and be upfitted with a bar and small kitchen. And then the space will be like an adult playground riddled with shipping containers, fire pits, games, and then the shipping containers, some of them will be multi-story. It'll have, um, they'll have drink programs, three or four food concepts. They may uh, even resurrect. So local Icon Hospitality Group, which is John Silbinder, who we've talked about before, and his team, they're behind the likes of the architect, Virgil's, the merchant. Uh, but they had, for those who don't know or who do remember, <clears throat> a famous sandwich shop that is— no longer, called Linus and Peppers. And so they're talking about possibly resurrecting that and bringing it back into one of those spaces and maybe like a slick burger program. He mentioned chicken. So at this point, you're looking at an early to mid-June opening and they're kicking around the the food and bar concepts. But really just, like I said, an adult playground of just a place to go hang out and and just chill with your friends. It, I mean, it really does. It's It looks like they take almost the entire parking lot and they're shipping containers around the outside, but they're picnic tables. There's a bar in the middle. Um, it's going to be dog-friendly, family-friendly, mm-hmm. a little bit of music. It's a neat space, and it's um, really, if you think about that intersection, you've got Mellow Mushroom, you've got Mojo's. I think you've got a real estate company on the other corner. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really going to fill it out with something a little bit different. Yeah. I'm really glad, personally, that they're not putting a tower there. Yeah, and you've got some of the top minds in local real estate and hospitality coming together on this space. And, you know, G spoke to that when I talked to him, that he wanted to do something that created synergy with what was around it, and he didn't want to just bring another tower out of the ground right there that didn't make sense for the space. It didn't, you know, make sense for their concept and what they wanted, what they pictured for the community. Um, They want something that brings the community together and um, really just leans into— as John Seals said, leans into something that is Raleigh, but also pushes the envelope. And I think that's what they're doing here. When I tell people that there's something new coming to Glenwood South, they often say, where? It feels like it's packed. Right. And especially if you walk down it, it looks like there's really no room for growth. But there's there's really a lot of stuff coming. I'm excited that the developers at uh, Turnbridge Equities owns the Creamery Building, and that's what's got Sullivan Steakhouse and Milk Bar in it. And instead of taking that beautiful historic building, which has so much history for this city, and knocking it down, they're going to add two towers on either end of it. So it it will give some of the modern amenities that people are looking for in terms of residences and a little a little more retail and office space. But they're keeping the historic nature of that building, and I kind of like that. I don't, I, you know, I make no bones about it. I like visiting Charlotte, but I don't want our downtown area to look like Charlotte. I think what makes Raleigh special is 
the historic buildings and the fabric that is interweaved, the fact that you've got Smoky Hollow and you cross the street and go up northwest, up West Street, and you've got the Cardinal and the Pink Boot and Rainbow Luncheonette, and you've got Duranja Real Estate in, a, in an old building that's been restored instead of tearing it down and building something new. And I don't really want to see us lose that. Yeah, and that's actually a good sneak for another story in our April issue about preserving Raleigh and some new things that are coming that um, are brand new but also seek to preserve our identity so that we're not just another concrete jungle. A local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at Shop Village District, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, or sign up to receive texts by texting the word VILLAGE to 919-701-0202. But look, you know, development's not new to Glenwood South. Like you just mentioned some. We've also talked recently about Block 83 and several others, uh, Smoking Hollow 2 and Spinning Distance. But this is a really interesting space, the yard and concept and position, because you're jumping the street across from Mellow Mushroom into what is arguably a dead space in that Peace Street corridor between Glenwood and St. Mary's. It's really, I'm just going to say it, an eyesore, you know, and not that the businesses there don't function. Like we shout out to Urban Pothos. That place is amazing. And everybody, you know, goes to the Peace Street Market for their beer. Great. But in terms of the actual aesthetic of that block, it's really been ignored, in my opinion. And so uh, recently, I was actually down there talking to a business owner when we were chasing the Kratom story, which broke our website. And while I was down there, they said, oh, you know, we caught wind of the fact that on this side of the street, so the side of the street the yard is on across from Mellow Mushroom, from Glenwood to St. Mary's, that there was a city of Raleigh revitalization project in the works that we should check on. And so we did, you know, we checked with the city of Raleigh and sure enough, there's a proposal, had been a proposal to do a streetscape where they would expand the sidewalks, um, look at trees, lighting, make improvements to that area and just beautify it likely and make it more well lit. But it got postponed indefinitely. And what's funny is you and I have been talking about how this, the yard is very much the kind of project that might spark or reignite that revitalization project for those two blocks. And sure enough, what the, what I looked back and saw the city of Raleigh told me was, you know, we kind of think when additional development occurs, that might be when this ends up coming back to surface. Well, and we, and I also know that, that there's a few properties between Glenwood and St. Mary's that are for sale, that even if they don't have public for sale signs, some of that property is for sale. So I think you're right. I think once something new is developed there and you all of a sudden have hundreds of people on that corner engaging and walking up and down the sidewalk, other developers are going to look at that space. Right. We break in the April issue that Urban Pothos is expanding its space into a phase two. But across the street from them, if you can picture this, they're kind of close to Fallon's and St. Mary's, that random... (laughs) 
in my words, wing spot is for sale from what we understand, right? And that's one of the spaces you're talking about. So I think that there's a lot coming to that strip that we should pay attention to. Everything to this point has been centralized to Glenwood South and then to the east of it, right? Right. Um, Seaboard Station, Smoky Hollow, just blowing up. And we've just seen this little strip be ignored. But, you know, Smoky Hollow, actually, now that I mention it, is another— really significant piece of this, though. Oh, it, it is. You know, we were doing the first photos. We had a, a commercial real estate photographer out there doing photos, and no one really had any idea what was going to be the retail restaurants. We're just doing photos on a Thursday night. It's a beautiful sunset. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the residents and business owners that everybody in town knows walks by and <laughs> casually says, well, you know who's going in this space, and you know who's going in that space, and shares a little intel with us which um, led to us being able to share with our readers that, you know, Crunkleton, if you haven't heard, Gary Crunkleton out of Chapel Hill, has one of the best cocktail bars and whiskey bars in the mm-hmm. state, will be opening at Smoky Hollow. And Tyler Heilickson, who owns Happy and Hale, is going to open a, a restaurant to celebrate his mother called Madre, mm-hmm. um, which is supposed to be the largest space out there. It's about 5,000 square feet with an indoor-outdoor bar, tapas, Spanish feeling. Um, there's a barbecue spot, Midwood Smokehouse. It's coming out of Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, and J-Lights? J-Lights out of Durham is going to open a coffee shop, um, neat little spot. I ran into Jared this weekend at Raleigh Roast. And he is super excited that they are moving forward again. They had some delays and some struggles, but it sounds like um, they're all set to start construction. But you were at a groundbreak, uh, an opening, out right? There. Yeah. So what's funny is we we had the exclusive on this story. We broke this, but we were we were kind of pushing Kane to give us the the tenants and going back and forth with them. And then, like you said, you know, we're at a photo shoot and we are just being given this information, and so. We go back to Kane and we say, okay, well, we actually know who all these spots are. And we, they, which is hilarious because we didn't, we knew the ones you named, but we didn't know them all. And so Kane comes back to us and says, yep, you're right. Here's the list. And then on top of that, they give us a list for Dose Yoga. Well, whether or not you know, so uh, Dose Yoga is opened by kind of the Yoga It Girl. Um, who used to be at Midtown Yoga, opened Midtown Yoga. Before that, she was at Indigo Yoga. And so Emily's open dose, and we didn't know. We thought she was in D.C. And all of a sudden, we're getting this email from Kane saying, it, girl, Emily Wallace is back opening dose yoga at Smoky Hollow. And we're like, what? And we're, like, texting her. So fast forward to a couple weeks ago, we actually were there for the ribbon cutting and gave the ribbon cutting speech to open that space, which is the first uh, retail or, you know, a space to open, restaurant, anything. She has a walk-up window, which was in our current issue, our, what month are we in? March? I don't know. In our March, whatever. Whatever day it is. In our read March Raleigh issue. Magazine. Please just read it, yeah. We're always working two months ahead, so never ask me what day it is. But um, anyway, in our March issue, we had five walk-up windows, and she was one of them. Hers is unique because the concept is yoga, but it also has this really cool smoothie and coffee bar you don't want to be the jerk that goes into a yoga studio and doesn't do yoga and buys a smoothie, right? So she brilliantly adds a walk-up window. So you're out there walking your dog or chilling, and you just want that. You don't feel like you have to do yoga to get it. So that's open. That is open, and it is sold. Like every class, every everything sold out. Her parents have been working on the weekends to help her. She's hiring if you need a job. 
So, but it's cool. And it's interesting that she opened when everything else is so far out. Like she really had a jump on that space. And, you know, I have to say this because I didn't get a chance to say to the ribbon cutting, I didn't know till after the fact. I, a lot of these people know each other. And so I just kind of assumed it was a symbiotic relationship, how they all kind of came into Smokey Hollow together, especially Tyler and Emily. And after the ribbon cutting speech, when I was congratulating her, and I've known her a long time, she said Kane sought her out. They came to her in D.C., and she was too humble to have ever told us that. And so I want to give her a huge shout-out now because to be at that level in your career where somebody finds you and wants you to come home and create a space is a big deal. Campbell University School of Law offers a wholly online or in-person two-semester patent law certificate program designed for technology executives, engineers, paralegals, and more. The deadline to apply for the patent law certificate program is August 1st. Learn more and apply at law.campbell.edu. Well, I think it's I think it's cool that it's going to be a mix of local and regional restaurants and businesses out there. They've not, you know, they could have easily made that all national mm-hmm. um, and didn't. But I think it goes back to what we talked about. If you look at the yard up on the corner and you think about Mojo's and you saunter down and you see Smoky Hollow and you cross the street into West Street and you go to the Cardinal and have a hot dog or a beer, you go to Pink Boot and have vodka and tang. <laughs> you know, you don't hangover. feel like, you feel like you've been in a city that really has some history, some architecture, right. some interest. It is not going into new building after new building after new building. And I personally think that's how we're going to keep Raleigh cool. And um, while I love development and the bigger the city grows and the better it grows, I have more stories for us to tell. I really, it's really key, I think, that we keep the fabric. Um, And Smoky Hollow, you know, we should say, everybody that doesn't know or didn't read our story perhaps or hasn't looked at their website might not know that they might just see shiny new towers there. That was a very purposeful development that is a tribute to the history of Raleigh. And you can still read that story on our website and should I'm not going to go into the whole thing now, but it's not just new shiny towers. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of time and energy and development and architecture that went into preserving pieces of Raleigh and relics and names. The name is significant. And so this is not just a tower that went up with, you know. And then in terms of, like you said, in terms of the people that they brought here, they could have gone and gotten national chains, and they didn't. They They really, like, dug into local and regional spaces. And I will say this. It's a cool place to walk around. They're going to be a bunch of events because none of the restaurants or bars are opening until later in the summer around Labor Day, except for Dose Yoga. Um, <laughs> you, there are going to be some activations in this space. There's going to be June 4th is going to be an event we're involved in called Bubbles and Brisket, which is Prosecco and brisket from some of the best barbecue masters um, in this city and across the state. Jake um, Jake Lawrence is going to be there from Lawrence Barbecue, Nick Damp from Damp Barbecue, um, some really great people. Buy a ticket, you get to eat all the brisket you want and drink all the bubbles you can. So I think it's on uh, NCFMB Podcast. Check it out. And there's also going to be... Um, if you're a fashionista, there's going to be a fashion <laughs> fest event with 800 people as are expected for an outdoor fashion show, and that's on April 28th. So it gives you a chance to see the space come to life, 
And that's really what Kane's hoping, I think, is that that space won't, they're not going to plan it and organize it. They want that space to be sort of organic and have events there. Yeah, and that's where the hollow in the yard kind of come to bring us full circle. They're hangout spaces. So you hang out in the hollow, you hang out in the yard. And these are people that are really spending a lot of time thinking about how to create spaces for Raleigh to like be together and be a community instead of just to go back to that phrase, like a concrete jungle of just, you know, towers and bars and restaurants that don't have anything to do with each other that are just haphazardly dotted throughout the city. We've got some big news coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, We've got some intel on where Good Nights is going temporarily, and we can't say it today, and where they're going permanently, and we can't say it today. But we will share that. Keep listening, and we're going to be the first to tell you all those juicy things. Um, Raleigh's growing. It is. And Raleigh's, you know, and I think for now, thanks to people like G and Seal and Jason and David Meeker, there are a lot of Raleighites that really want it to stay the cool city it is. Yeah, and speaking of Meeker, we've got a couple upcoming podcasts, and one of them is about preserving Raleigh and and what Meeker's got going on, those new concepts I uh, teased. Gene and I are also going to talk about gin and vodka, our favorite ladies. And uh, we are having on um, our food and beverage writer, Eric Ginsberg, who we talked about on our Fenton episode. He's going to join Gina and talk about a lot of the chefs that he's talked to over the last year. He's done some great interviews, and so we're going to sit down. There's a lot of stuff that didn't make it in the pages of the magazine. And Eric's new to Raleigh, so it'll be kind of fun to hear his take on these these chefs that we're all so proud of. Yeah, he's from North Carolina, but he's new to Raleigh. So he definitely knows knows the area, but not like Raleigh, like, you know, a Raleighite. And so it's fun to watch this really seasoned food and beverage writer work his way through town with these exclusives. This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by EarFluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon.